On this episode of Nurses Voices, we'll be speaking with two nurses who work in the North. One, a public health nurse from Baker Lake, Nunavut, and the other, a community health nurse in Fort McPherson, Northwest Territories. This is Nurses Voices. Nurses Voices is supported by the Canadian Nurses Foundation and by the Canadian Nurses Association. In this episode, we're going to meet Diane and Betty, nurses who are working in the far reaches of the North. Diane is a public health nurse who was born in Baker Lake, Nunavut, went away to school and returned to Baker Lake to work in her community. Betty is a community health nurse in Fort McPherson, the Northwest Territories, who immigrated to Canada 25 years ago from Croatia and settled in the North. Nursing in the North is faced with many challenges and many rewards. Northern nurses need to be creative and resilient when working in environments with, with chronic staff shortages and limited resources. Betty Strubeck is a registered nurse with a Bachelor of Science of Nursing from Aurora College in Yellowknife. She has 11 years experience and for the last three years has been working as a community health nurse in Fort McPherson, Northwest Territories. Diane Iago is a registered nurse. She has seven years experience working in the North. She completed her Bachelor of Science of Nursing in Iqaluit at the Nunavut Arctic College. She's currently working in her home community of Baker Lake, Nunavut, as a public health nurse. Um, I'm wondering, Betty, if we could start with you uh, to tell us a little bit about what your role is uh, in as a northern nurse. I am community health nurse at Fort McPherson, a community of about six, seven hundred people. Often <clears throat> we have three to four of us that work in the health center. So our day looks like we start at 8.30 till 5, that's our day, but we do calls afterwards. So if it's three of us or four of us in the health center, then I will do call every third or fourth day. Um, we do everything that primary care does. We do sick clinic in the morning, and the afternoons are composed of well-child, well-woman, well-men, uh, prenatals, chronic disease program, so health promotion, health prevention, teaching, sexual health, immunization, and emergencies. When we were trying to organize this call, the Northwest Territories was really the epicenter of COVID in Canada. So what's the situation now and has COVID impacted your practice? Northwest Territories has always done so well since it started March last year. I think our public health officer learned so much right away from the other provinces and so she locked us down and put some major restrictions like entering the NWT, we all had to isolate for two weeks. That was a must for many, many, many months. Um, and we had minimum number of cases, minimum. Um, and the, the point of all that was that we, we just could not allow any cases because we have, I believe, like four ICU beds in the entire NWT. So all these small isolated communities had to be protected as much as possible. And then we had many people vaccinated and we had one event that uh, caused to have many people positives 
and uh, yeah. and it's, and we ended up with a community spread. So we are still dealing with all this. Uh, luckily, Fort McPherson hasn't had any cases, I believe. I just hear now that we're going to have to go on a lockdown again because there's more and more, yes, more and more cases, positive cases on daily basis. COVID has changed our practice in many ways. Uh, a lot of education has been done within a community and uh, people have been really, really good about the vaccines. Our vaccination rate, double vaccinated, it's over 85%. Wow. which is amazing. Masking has been really good. Uh, people have done very well. Uh, they've been very receptive and, and willing to do really anything to protect the community. So Diane, first of all, could you tell us a little bit about Baker Lake and what is your day like? Baker Lake is the only inland community in Nunavut. Um, so most of the communities in Nunavut are along the coast. The population's a little bit bigger than McPherson. Uh, I'd say in Nunavut, we're about the fourth or fifth largest community in Nunavut. So our population right now is around 2,000. So it's been pretty busy. My days since COVID, I started public health um, kind of in the middle. So COVID started like in March 2020, and I started as public health in um, July of 2020. I try to make sure all the public health programs are well planned out, but I also know that I have to leave room for any COVID related stuff. It has taken away a lot of our program from a lot of our programming. Um, like, like Betty mentioned, we do, I do the well child visits. I do prenatal visits. I do um, the home testing. If I need to go and, you know, test somebody at home for COVID, um, I do a lot of the um, isolation calls, um, following up with test results, um, everything that's kind of surrounded COVID in our program. But it's also orientating the new nurses that come in and making sure that they're following the process and making sure that Baker Lake is still remaining COVID free. Just like any other community, we're you know we're scared for it to come here. Um, you know, we've had a couple of neighboring communities who were in lockdown for quite a few months uh, back in November, and so we just you know as a whole territory, I think we felt that, and we were just making sure we were pro providing a lot of support to that community. You did a video uh, on uh, as a strategy on vaccines. Yeah, so in Nunavut, we have Nunavut Tingavik Incorporated, which is the organization that looks after all the Inuit uh, organizations and promoting a lot of Inuit communications. So I was able to help them out with making a vaccine promotion video. I would like to encourage all eligible Inuit in Nunavut to get vaccinated against COVID-19. The community has been really well with uh, communicating their needs and their wants, um, and also listening to, you know, all the public health messaging that we've been putting out. Um, I work really closely with the community health representative that we have in the community. And so she does a lot of our um, radio shows, um, a lot of our, you know, communicating with the community. They're taking it seriously. The community is taking it seriously. And what I'm working on now is just trying to make sure we get to uh, a good vaccine percentage. Right now, it's it's pretty good. It's, we're at about 70% uh, 
Uh, so I'm just trying to create a public health miracle and, you know, get the people that are a little bit hesitant or you need a little bit more education about the vaccine um, and just make sure we get a good percentage of our community vaccinated. I'm going to jump in. I'd really like our viewers and listeners to get to know who you are, not just what you do. I'm, I'm just going to start with you, Betty. You chose nursing after you had another career and you immigrated to Canada you became a nurse. So why nursing and why NWT? So I ended up in Yellowknife. I heard many good things about Yellowknife and and good place for young people to start. So that's why we as a family ended up there. Um, nursing, I, I was looking for something different in life, but I wasn't really sure what would suit me. And I figured at a time that nursing would open different doors of opportunity for me. So I was like 29, I believe, 29. And I had to do courses that would, uh, they were part of the high school because none of my diplomas were accredited in, in Canada. So I had to take an extra year of school. Um, and opportunity when I was in my practicum I realized that I love surgery and I love wounds and I ended up on the surgical floor and I loved it I loved it and then after 10 years of that I was looking for something else and I felt that a community health nursing would be a good fit for me and I don't think I was wrong I absolutely love I, I one, one of my colleagues told me that she loves my vibe. And I was like, hmm, what does that mean? But I, I absolutely, every single person in that community I adore and I, I love working with them and elders are my favorite people in the world. And, and there's so much that you can learn from them. Um, and I, I, I know there's many communities out there. They're just as beautiful as the McPherson. But I, I absolutely love being in McPherson. Diane, you're in your own community. Yeah, I graduated from high school in Baker Lake. It took me a few years to actually get to the nursing school part uh, in Iqaluit. I was very determined to make sure I passed what was back then the CRNE. One of my instructors was like, you need experience before you go into the community. And I said, nope, I'm going to go home. I'm going to go home and do nursing. And... Uh, and it worked out. I had a really good mentor and she mentored me for um, a good six months or so. And so there, from there, I just dove into uh, my community health role at that time. I left home for a little bit. Um, I actually went to Yellowknife and I worked at the specialty clinic there. Um, it was very different from what I was doing in Baker Lake at that time. It was an entry level. I didn't feel valued. Um, and then I came back and it was, you know, I was being asked to be on all these, you know, boards and committee meetings. And, you know, I felt valued. My input was valued um, just because I knew um, the health center and how it operated here. And so I felt good about that. I felt needed and valued. Um, and still today, I, you know, people are encouraging me to take courses. People are encouraging me to 
become an NP so that I can, you know, do the advanced skills that I need for working in the health center. They're encouraging me to be, you know, their nurse in charge, but, you know, I keep telling them, like, I have my one goal and uh, I'm just going to follow, you know, that. And so right now I'm just focusing on getting at least a couple of years of uh, public health experience. And working in my home community has been great. Um, there's a, a certain level of trust and just the friendship that we already had before. Um, I haven't had very many people, you know, not want to see me because they knew me. Um, but I did have one um, sort of cultural um, trouble was, you know, I'm not used to, as an Inuk woman, I'm not used to telling my elders what to do. Uh, so that part was really challenging for me. Um, I felt valued in my role here in my hometown. Um, and I can feel the level of trust that I have working with the elders and the community members. I like working at home because this is where my family is. Um, and this, I know the land around here. And we can see sightings of like grizzly bears, muskox, caribou. Um, there's pretty good fishing around here too. So we're always busy outside of work. I'd really like to have then a conversation about what it means to work in the North. So we know what your role is. We, we heard how passionate you are about the work you do, how you love where you're working. But there's been so much about nursing in the North around recruitment and retention issues, um, you know, limited resources. So what is it that people need to know? There's many challenges. Uh, probably more in Nunavut for Diane than for me. Um, we are connected by road to a nearest hospital. Uh, part of this road is the Mackenzie River. So during the breakup and freeze up, the road is closed. Uh, so in case, so at, during those periods, um, the transport of patients to uh, the hospital, it's only available via plane, uh, medivac, we call it. Um, other challenges, we are nurses working in a health center without a doctor is a phone call away, but it's still only a phone call away. It's not physically present in a health center. We have doctor that comes three days a month, two and a half to three days a month. They're always there to help. But sometimes you would just wish to have them present in the community. There are storms, there are blizzards, there are uh, situations when you have a patient in the health center for a day or two or three because a plane can't land. Uh, but there's many positives. These are just the little challenges and uh, many, many positives uh, being in the north. The main challenge I find is. Um transportation. Um, so we we do what we can in the health center here. Um, we know what we have here and we know how to use it. Uh, you know, whether it's, I think, I think the biggest thing that I tell people up here is um, we, the patients depend a lot on your assessment skills. So if you don't have those skills, it's going to make it very difficult for you to relay that message or the condition of the patient to the doctor. Um, 
Whereas if you're really good at assessments and stuff like that, you give, you're able to give a better history. And then if there's a decision to uh, transport the patient out, it's only by plane. And sometimes those planes can take a while to come in. Um, they come in, stabilize the patient, and then it takes them a while to get back down to Winnipeg. The other challenge is um, we do, in the health centers, we do everything from like A to B. So if you're coming in for blood work, for example, you're doing everything from start to finish for blood work. Um, so you're, you're drawing the blood, you're processing the orders, you're processing, you know, everything. You're ordering, you're spinning, you're packing it up, and then our driver takes it to the airport. So I find people get a little bit overwhelmed with that process. Um, the other challenges are um, getting proper equipment in uh, when we talk about resources. Um, but lately, things have been pretty good. So we've always been patient with, um, you know, all our testing capacities to make it into the community and doing what we can till, you know, all those resources get to the health center. We have a lot of uh, blizzards. Um, and so sometimes we have to, you know, let nurses know the seriousness of it is, you know, if you're driving through a storm and you can hardly see in front of you, um, you could end up, you know, in a ditch or in a bank. And so we really try to make nurses aware that this is the policy. Um, this is the storm policy and you have to follow it for safety reasons. Another challenge that I think we have with um, recruitment and retention, I feel like some people do experience a little bit of culture shock. Um, so, uh, you know, it's, it's, hard to, it's hard to educate people from the South um, because there's so many different things to learn about the Inuit culture and the Nunavut government and the Nunavut territory. So I feel like sometimes some people who haven't, you know, gotten out of their own little bubble, sometimes they get a little bit shocked as to, oh my God, what did I get myself into? What is it that makes you thrive in this environment? But you just do it. No matter how hard it gets, you just do it. And I... I've been lucky that I've been working with some amazing, amazing nurses. You work as a team. Um, you're tired, but you just keep going. You really do. Um, and unless, there's nothing, I think, there's nothing that it will come in between me and providing a care for a patient. Sometimes we'll have a plenty of nurses and sometimes they don't. And that's a reality of it. And you work with the resources and with staffing that you have. And what about you, Diane? Um, what I've learned uh, since I have been a nurse is that nothing really phases me. Um, so I don't get really worked up or I don't get really anxious or I don't get too excited about certain. But that doesn't mean I'm not prepared. But I also have a lot of support. And when I know I have the support of my um, my nurse in charge, you know, our regional directors, um, our CNO, I know that they're there to listen if I need direction, guidance. Um, sometimes I go to them with, you know, my career choices. Um, so it's just a really um, great team that I've had. Over the last year, what's some highlight of your on, on the leisure side, on the play side? 
there's always things going on. And I sometimes feel like that's part of the culture shock that people get. Um, because usually when there's something going on, it's usually a big crowd. Um, and I know sometimes some nurses can be shy because, I mean, the only way to say it is because some, sometimes they're the only white person there. Um, but we're, I find the community is very welcoming. Um, they want to show you stuff. They, wanna, they want you to try new things. Um, so I feel like there's always something going on. I mean, less since COVID, but you'll always hear, you know, music or whatever coming from the recreational center because we're always having dances. Um, the elders, you know, they have their feasts and stuff like that. Um, we have our um, our Hamlet days in the spring. Um, and we were actually able to do stuff this spring um, in regards to COVID. So it was nice to see. So the community is really learning how to, you know, follow CPHO orders and still doing our activities that we like doing um, in, in a crowd. Um, this summer, I just want to mention that um, because Baker Lake is the only inland community, we don't get any other sea mammals or sea animals coming into our lake. So we did have one group of men who traveled by boat um, to Repulse Bay, which is another community out um, in the same region, and they harvested a bowhead whale. So that was a really big celebration um, at the end at the end of August. So that was really nice. Um, so a lot of the community members were excited to try bowhead whale. Um, so that was really exciting. So there's always things going on. And um, communities are supportive and they want people to try new things. Um, so if they see newcomers, we try to be really friendly. Um, no matter who you are, I feel like. So it, there's a great sense of community. There, there's always a great sense of community. So I wanted to thank the both of you. Um, it took a while to get this, this episode underway, uh, but it has been such a beautiful conversation. So thank you so much. I am blown away again by these two nurses. Like always, I had incredible deja vu experiences because many years ago I did a uh, some work for the Ontario government on the air ambulance service. Right, yes. And as part of that, we went up north in a Ministry of Natural Resources plane, and it was before, it says how long ago, but it was before GPS. So I went to these some of these communities like Baker Lake where the only way in and out was by plane. So I just kept thinking about that because, of course, all these small communities talk to us about the weather and mm -hmm. in and out and how mm -hmm. transportation was so important. But what impressed me was they seemed to know that these are all challenges, Diane mm -hmm. and Betty, all reasons why you wouldn't want to do this work. Mm -hmm. Why you'd be scared to death every minute you were mm -hmm. doing the work. And yet they have team, they have communities that have meaning for them. They, they have an attachment. And I guess over our career work, what we've learned is that's all you need. Yeah. You just need to feel it's your place and you can do it. Mm -hmm. Even with all these challenges. I, I just was impressed with just their, their resilience, 
and just the smiles. It's both their sense of adventure. So if you think of Betty, who immigrated to Canada, then went to the Northwest Territories with family, um, and then decided to do nursing and found, found a niche and loved what she was doing. The other one is for Diane, who was born in Baker Lake. So the difference of someone immigrating to Canada and choosing the North and Diane, who um, was born in Baker Lake, went away to school and chose again the North to go back to her own community. So it's that sense of control over one's life and career. And that I think is one of the characteristics of what makes us happy in our work, that we do have choice and we are able to find different ways to make it, uh, make, make it work for us. They have a lot of that. Just do it. Yeah. Drive. Uh, you know, there's, yes, there's, this isn't good. That isn't good. We haven't got this. We haven't got that. We need that. The weather's bad, whatever, but we just do what we have to do. Yeah. Yeah. You know, in a lot of ways, north, south, wherever, that's a nursing thing. It was great. I loved it. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Nurses' Voices. You can view and listen to Nurses' Voices on a variety of platforms, including YouTube and Apple Podcasts. For more stories on Northern nursing, check out the series called True North, produced by the Canadian Nurse. And remember, if you want to give us some feedback, please connect with us through nursesvoices.ca and remember to sign up for our e-newsletter. Nurses Voices is created by Donner Wheeler. It is supported by the Canadian Nurses Foundation and the Canadian Nurses Association. Nurses Voices is produced by Sector Limited. (laughs) 